Hello, welcome to the Emerald Skies podcast. I'm Jess Seely, and we're here to talk all things holistic health, well-being, and spirituality. On my healing journey, I've discovered incredible modalities and practices that have enhanced my life in ways that I really can't put into words. The thing is, they're outside of the mainstream, and that causes apprehension when I share them with others. So this show exists to break down those barriers, because I want you to experience more magic in your life. I have incredible guests who are here to share with us the wisdom from their niche field and help you feel emboldened to try new things on your own path. Take what works, leave what doesn't, keep an open mind, and I hope you find something new calling for you. Good morning, Dana Williams, Dana Rainbow Williams. Welcome to the Emerald Skies podcast. And thank you for taking the time to chat with me because having just spent a few weeks with you, I know how busy you are from kitchen to PT. So I really appreciate you dedicating some time to chat with me. My absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you. So I just spoke to Dana, obviously, before we started recording and it was a bit hard for me to nail down exactly what to ask her today because from my perspective whenever something's going on with my health Dana is the person I would turn to she has such um a vast she's her, her information in the world of natural health is so vast so um we could go in so many directions um but today I wanted to share with everybody specifically about Dana's approach to eating, eating whole foods, eating the rainbow and detoxifying the body through natural health as well as essential oils. So with that, Dana, can I pass over, and I love this story, can you tell us a little bit about how you were raised in your upbringing in New Zealand and then how that contributed to you really dedicating your whole entire life (laughs) from a child to learning about being healthy and helping others do the same. Yes, thank you. So, um, yeah, I grew up in New Zealand and I guess, like, I don't have anything really to compare it to until I moved to London when I was 19 and um, experienced life with them. So, but, you know, growing up as a child, we had land, mum and dad grew all of their own food, um, we had chicken, so we got the eggs from there. We also, you know, killed the chickens for meat. Um, and we, you know, we seemed to get a lot of the food and that off the land. And so, I, you know, that was just really normal for me. And then when I was nine years old, we moved out to what we called the land, which was just, um, you know, a little bit out of town. And that's where we we got all the farm animals and we sort of lived like you would as such on a farm. We had goats, cows, pigs, sheep. We got a horse, we had ducks, dogs, you name it. We literally had every animal. And um, yeah, it was just a really amazing childhood. To me, you know, we'd get up in the morning and we'd go over to the bush, we'd go eeling or we'd go white baiting or we'd go, um, we'd build huts. Like, and we'd hear mum yell out at lunchtime, you know, lunch is ready and we'd come home, have lunch and then back over to the bush. And it's just such a different childhood to, I guess, where I am now, definitely on the Gold Coast. And then when I was 19 and moved to London, I experienced it. And I remember, you know, like a couple of nights before I moved to London, I was walking up the main street of my hometown sort of at like 12 o'clock at night with some friends because we were out partying and I was 18, 19 years old and I was just like, wow. I looked up and I was just like, man, it's going to be so different in London, you know? <clears throat> and uh, yeah, sure enough, it was. And that actually just like, it's like I, I experienced that life from a, um, a, through observation and I, was, I really looked at it from like, wow, this is such a different childhood to what I had because... Um, I was working for a couple in a deli. So we sliced all fresh meats and cheeses and we had all the olives and, you know, my, my um, boss, she made all fresh salads and fresh things every single day. And um, 
we made coffee and it was just, yeah, I loved working for them and they had a couple of kids. Um, and I think they were probably seven and nine when I was in London and, um, you know, they would go to school and come home and just stay in the basement all day. And I started thinking, wow, you know, like when I was a kid, I was in the bush and I was outside and I was doing things like we didn't have phones. We didn't have computers. We didn't have technology. Like it was just such a different lifestyle. And um, my whole journey started when I was nine years old and I watched my granddad die. And sure, at nine years old, I don't really know if we sort of know what's really going on. But now believing in our intuition more and our innate knowing and our innate truth, I guess for me, I was very, it was clear to me that there were some things that granddad was doing in his life that actually caused him to get sicker and sicker and sicker and end up dying. And so in that, during that time, I realized that, um, you know, we could potentially live a life that led to health and longevity rather than a long, slow death. Yeah. And that's what started the journey. Yeah. And I know that you say, she said to me before, guys, oh, I'm not educated but nothing could be further from the truth because from, can you tell us your journey starting your self research and how old you were and how you really got to work on learning about the nutrients in foods and the path you took rather than going and enrolling in a course where somebody else had chosen your curriculum. Can you explain how you've taken it upon yourself to learn what's true for you? Yeah, absolutely. So when I, had that realization when I was nine, I guess I not I didn't know I didn't realize until I was probably about twenty eight that that's where my journey started. But when I was like twelve, thirteen years old, I used to go to the library and get books out on food and health and pre Google, pre internet. <laughs> yeah, exactly because yeah. we didn't have any of that. So I used to yeah. get all the books out and I used to look up the nutrients and I used to copy out the like. You know, I'd copy out the, the vitamins, the minerals and all the benefits of like basil and then tomatoes and all mm. of the rest. And so what I started realizing when I was doing that, and I was still doing that when I was 17 years old and I moved to um, Dunedin. I moved out of home and I went down and I started working in a cafe. And in my spare time, I would do, uh, I'd go to the library, I'd get stuff out and I'd learn. And I just kept doing that. I've even still got the book that I wrote it all into. It's amazing. And I think like, I mean, when I was younger, I certainly would have bursts of passion and you might go and hire some books with the intention to do your study or you'd write it out and that might last a month or whatever, but you went from the age of 13 to 17 and then, is that correct? Yeah. yeah. And then, um, I mean, and I've always done that. Um, <laughs> not so. I mean, I've got a massive book collection here. Yeah. Uh, it was funny, guys. I went downstairs to like, she's like, you can borrow one of my books. And I just wanted something, you know, fiction, entertaining. And I came back up and I said, oh, is it all just like um, health and nutrition? She's like, of course it is. I'm not going to read something unless there's something to learn. So that was funny. <laughs> um, yeah. And so then I went on to, I studied herbal medicine when I was 17. Yeah. So that was kind of like a curriculum course. So and can you just give us a quick overview herbal medicine you explained to me it's tinctures using plants is that yeah so it was just learning about the medicinal properties of like um herbs and sort of um sometimes weeds as such flowers yeah, yeah. various um plants that are available to us really easy to grow um but we've sort of lost touch with their medicinal purposes yeah okay. and so that's what the study of the herbal medicine was about is like what the medicinal properties of herbs and plants and flowers and certain things are yeah so what we had to do was choose some medicinal material uh, natural plant-based materials and turn them into something. So I actually made a calendula balm. And I remember I soaked the calendula um, flowers, petals in the oil for weeks. And then I strained it. And then I turned that into like a balm, which is really, really amazing for the skin and amazing. all sorts of different things. So it was just, you know, I remember it was so fun. Yeah. 
And then I did go on to do a normal uh, personal training course as well. Yeah. So I studied personal training when I was 21. Yeah, um, but cool. yeah, like my whole life, I've just been super interested in natural health and the things yeah. that we can do on a daily basis yeah. to ensure that we always feel our best. Because yes. I just don't believe that sickness is necessary, yet everybody's got something wrong. And so that's what I just thought when I was young. And I've spent my life sort of learning about that. And um, what I've discovered is that if we do look after ourselves, then we really do have the potential to feel amazing in our own bodies every single day. Um, when I was 17 years old, I did make the commitment to see how long I could live without a pharmaceutical drug. So no Panadol, no Nurofen, no, nothing from the, the GP, the doctors. I will just add, though, I was taking a, the oral contraceptive pill yeah. until I learned more about it yeah. and realized how damaging it was to my body. Uh -huh. But I was in the mindset because we sort of, we get taught these things that if you don't want to have a child now, then you have to take some sort of pharmaceutical poison or hormone altering drugs to ensure that doesn't happen. When yeah. in actual fact, we just need to be educated on our own human body and understand the cycle so that we know when and when and we when we are and when we aren't fertile. And yeah. so once I learned all of this, then I took myself off those uh -huh. as well. But um, yeah, on, from the seventeen, other than that, there was nothing else I've taken. And even for headaches, I simply don't have them. There's just been nothing in my life for the last um, thirteen years that I haven't needed. Uh, a pharmaceutical that I you know that I've needed a pharmaceutical drug for yeah it's astounding well not astounding I think that it's just great health like you said you know sickness is in our natural state and it's inspiring I think is a better word um, to see what is possible when we really do make health our priority something that I've always believed is that if it's on the mainstream and it's being forced and pushed into us, then it may not have our greatest health in mind. Yeah. And so when I started learning more about how, you know, there was a lot of pressure from, if in, you know, you've got a headache or you've got all these basic things. If you're feeling sick for one, your body shouldn't be displaying any of those. But if it is, then we don't want to be just masking it with a pharmaceutical drug. But that's the world we live in at the moment yeah. when that's just like, that that's what everybody thinks is is okay yeah. so I thought I would experiment with myself because I don't believe that we can really teach things when we don't have that experience from behind so I was like thinking imagine if I'm just like no nah, you don't need pharmaceutical drugs when I had never done it but I think so far 13 years is a pretty good no, actually, 18 years. Yeah, I, th I thought, no, I think it's longer than 13, yeah. I know, but I just forgot how old I am. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was only 30, but I just remembered I've just turned You better eat some more walnuts from your brain. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I would love to jump through and talk now about your um, cooking and the way you've dedicated your life to providing really nourishing what you would call medicinal food. I would call it that. Some people wouldn't to your clients. Um, so I know you haven't always been vegan, but you prepare vegan food now and that's the way you live your life. I'd love to know why you're so passionate about vegan food and um, why, why we need to be eating the rainbow because that's one of your philosophies is, and again, personal insight from staying with you and eating her incredible food is I've never had so many nutrients and different ingredients packed into one meal. Um, and it just makes you feel amazing. So yeah. Can you sh tell us why veganism and then why the rainbow? For sure. So during my um, studies when I was a kid, Oh, well actually it started before that because I lived on the farm. Um, when we moved out to the land, we had the pigs, the sheep, the cows and all the animals, what would happen is mum and dad would get them when they were babies and bring them home 
And then we'd have to teach them how to have their bottle, drink milk and things like that until they were old enough to eat their food. And so we always got really connected to the animals. And then mum and dad just assumed that it would be no problems that they got them killed and expected Mm. us to eat them. So that's when I just started, well, that's when I stopped eating meat. Probably when I was about seven and eight when I was living in town because, you know, they'd kill the chickens and then my uncles would bring home dead sheep or pigs or deer or something to our house. And I just didn't like that. And so I've just had a really, we've had animals our whole life. And when they were babies, we'd, I'd feed them and get really connected. So it didn't feel right to me to eat the animals. So when I was around about, I think when we were, I was about 10, I decided I was going to eat, eat meat if I didn't know where it come from. Because then mm-hmm. I had no attachment to it. Because mm-hmm. if it was any of the animals on the farm, it was like I was eating my pet. And then I started deciding, like discovering, well, if I love my animal, like my pets like that, and it just came, made perfect sense to me that it didn't align to eat another living species. Yes. Um, And then during my like research and when I was looking into things, a lot of, um, I looked into like, you know, how to heal disease and what the body needed to be well. And a lot of times I would see that eating things like, processed meats, dairy, um, any kind of animal products, eggs, that those sorts of things would feed disease, would feed bacteria, fungus, those sorts of things within the body. And so yes. I started thinking, well, if we're wanting to heal the body from a disease, then we, w- we need to reduce anything that's going to cause any issues. Uh-huh. And so I started to discover that like natural plant-based ingredients, and there's also superfoods for specific things that are highly beneficial and herbs and spices and various sort of roots as well um you know that did the job that we needed but 90 percent of the time we needed to detoxify the body to heal anyway Mm. so you know eating any of those foods dairies meat those sorts of things is what actually um it it burdens the detoxification process therefore we can't actually heal um, and yeah, and so what I sort of discovered along the time is, is that my passion was in supporting people to always feel their best so that they never had a health condition or they were tired or they were living in pain or they were, you know, anything like that. So it didn't feel right for me to then ever feed somebody something that could potentially slow down that healing process. Yeah. So that's how I came to eating only plant-based foods. Yeah. And the, and the rainbow. Yes. And in doing that, I mean, you know, you look at supplements and stuff like that, and that's a man-made addition. You know, sure, I do believe in some cases that they can be beneficial. However, what they're trying to do is put all of these vitamins, minerals, and things that are from a hundred different ingredients into one tiny little capsule that you take every day and apparently get everything you need. So I thought, well, if they're trying to give us all this stuff, why don't we really just get it from the real sources and the concentrated form, which is what our body wants anyway, and Mm -hmm. then we're probably going to feel pretty good. Mm -hmm. So I've just learned to cook with and and to cook and create and and make everything with whole food, plant-based ingredients. And when we do that, there's just the abundance of color and the abundance of vitamins, minerals, enzymes, antioxidants, and everything that our body and our cells require to be well, um, that you can't really miss eating the rainbow, even if you tried. (laughs) It's so nourishing. You feel the, the difference in your body so quickly after you start having healthy nutrient packed meals with such diversity. You really do. So could I ask you further about detoxification? What's the ultimate way to detox? And then what are some, I guess, steps that people could take in their busy lives if they're still working full time, they're still being a mum, they're not going to be water fasting for five days, you know? So what would be um, the ultimate and then what would be some easy steps to take to start to help the body cleanse? Yes, amazing. So, I mean, when I talk about the dairy and the meat and stuff like that, it's more the way that they're processed. If you can get a clean, organic, grass-fed source or you can milk the cow yourself or you've got the 
meat in the backyard, then it's probably going to be a little bit better for you than um, just buying it at the supermarket because it's commercially raised, it's hormone fed, it's artificially inseminated, it's completely and utterly toxic. Um, so, but what I'm saying more so with the detoxification um, phase of the body is, is that I don't believe ultimately in all the things that I've seen. We were, our digestive systems were actually even designed to eat the flesh of a living being. So that yeah. I think really slows us down. Yeah. And I remember like maybe three or four years ago, I went out for dinner um, to some friends and they'd barely had any vegetables. They weren't friends, sorry. They were, um, it was for work and they barely had any vegetables and they had steak. And I just didn't feel at the time I wanted to be like, I don't eat meat. And mm. so I ate it and I literally didn't poo for two days. <laughs> I felt so backed up. I felt terrible. Um, mm. But I mean, it was an incredible experience because I mean, I haven't done that for so long. I really couldn't, ha didn't have anything to judge, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I actually, I have a detox group and I teach that there's actually 10 phases of detoxification. And when we learn that and we know about that, we feel extremely confident in doing something in the form of detoxification for the human body. Because I say level 10 or which is like, you know, the beginning or yeah, level one, 10, which is the beginning phases, then, you know, you, you don't have to really do too much. You can just start off by reducing maybe your alcohol content, maybe your caffeine, maybe anything that's processed, maybe, maybe looking into um, fast food, really basic things like that, taking that out of your life already achieve a detoxification process within your body yeah. then you can go into that next stage where you might want to add a juice to your day so you're not changing really anything you're not nothing's crazy and outlandish that you can't achieve it but you, you're reducing one thing that's toxic and then you're simply adding one thing that's highly nutritional and so even that is supporting our body to aid in the natural phases of detoxification and what I usually find with people is they think they just automatically, you talk about fasting or detoxification and they think they can't do anything, you know, yeah. because they're like, no, I can't water fast. I can't juice fast. I haven't got time for that. Yeah. You know, but what we can do is we can slowly work up to different levels yeah. to one point where we might only eat fruit and vegetables for a day. Yeah. And if you're somebody that's gone from having coffee and alcohol and fast foods and skipping meals and not even eating fruit and vegetables, then only eating fruit and vegetables for one day is just going to do incredible things to your body. So yeah. that's, I believe, how, you know, you can just start, supporting your body to detoxify naturally there's also really simple things like adding um you know lemon juice have lemon juice and water to your day having that in the morning or having that at night you know that helps our metabolism it helps break down fat it helps um our bodies naturally detoxify it's very good for the liver um, which is our number one detoxification organ so just by adding small little things to our day we're even you know, making huge um, changes in our lifestyle already. And then we can work up to doing, you know, a day water fast or a day juice fast and see how we go, you know, because once we can break that barrier of thinking we can't, then we're capable of everything and anything. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that. I it just gets me like fired up when I hear you talking about those first steps because somebody's never thought about this before and they eat takeaway and they just think, oh my god, they're overwhelmed by the word detoxification. I just think people can underestimate the impact that those little little changes do make, you know, because they think, oh, I've got so far to go until I'm perfect that it can seem like, why do I even start? And they just think, and it even comes up when I coach people, people are so hard on themselves rather than focusing on the one or two positive changes um, that they have made, they'll think, oh, but I've got seven negative habits, you know? So I really want to thank you for sharing that because I think that no matter where anyone is, you really can make a difference tomorrow just by, for me, the language that I like to use is tuning in. How do you feel? How does your, if you take a few deep breaths, 
how do you feel about that food you're about to eat? Your body will probably expand at the thought of something natural and processed food. It probably will make you retract. So yeah, it's just tuning in with mm. the energy of that food, which I know for some people is a bit woo woo, but that's how I like to think of it. <laughs> exactly. Or even tuning into how you feel after eating it. Yes. Tune into the actual food itself because yes. I mean, I, I absolutely get what you're saying and you know, I could, you know, I, I, I choose to eat not a lot of, a lot of things simply because I know that they're not going to make me feel good and it's not my highest choice. Yeah. However, if I do eat it, I just, I don't, like, I feel sluggish. I feel slow in the <laughs> head. I feel like a, you know, a little slug, you know, yeah. and it just makes such a dramatic change to my, my body just when yeah. I don't feed it well. Yeah. So, I mean, you're the ultimate, Dana, when it comes, well, for me, I mean, you would say, oh, no, I'm not really, but, you know, she's really dedicated her life to this field. And, it's so easy for you. Whereas um, for me, like observing you, I was coming from three years of, you know, heavy fatigue and just cooking my own meals was, oh my gosh, it's so much effort because then I have to wash up. And for you, it's so easy. So can I ask what are ways that you use to set yourself up for success and just incorporate cooking daily or cooking every three days um, if someone's going to freeze it, like, what do you do to make these things easy in your life? Yeah, well, I think, I mean, I love food, right? So it's, and it's easy for me just to come up with a recipe on the spot and make it. And I love making what I want in the moment. However, that's not really what I teach people because if you're not a foodie, you hate cooking or like yourself, it's not your highest choice, then you, you know, it's not good to get to every meal time and just be like, what am I going to choose? Again, so, and then I'm like, oh, eggs on toast because I'm not going to spend an hour, you know? Yeah, exactly. So what I recommend doing is like, is pre-planning a little bit, you know, because we, we do have to change our habits. And so, yes, up until that's what now, I learned from watching you is it's your habit. I'm like, once I can get to that point where it's my habit, things are going to change for me. But sorry to interrupt. <laughs> No, no, that's fine. But yeah, so it was changing our habits. And so it's like maybe just starting with the with one meal a day that you feel would be best changed. Like, you know, do you get up in the morning and you just have, you know, peanut butter on toast? You know, there's not really anything wrong with peanut butter on toast, but peanut butter isn't really the best thing to be eating. Um, it's highly inflammatory for most people. And wheat bread is the same. So is there a better choice of bread that you could have? Maybe like a raw bread or you'll make your own seed toast or do something like that and have it with avocado or tomato or a nut butter, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's just making really small changes like that to um, adjust what you're currently doing. Yeah. And then secondly is, is I reckon the most important thing is, is just to be a little bit prepared. So, um, have fresh food in the fridge at all times, totally. but maybe make things in advance. So like when you're making dinner, make more dinner. So you've got leftovers in the fridge and you might have a little bit of leftovers, but while you're heating that up, you can just chuck together a bit of a salad yeah. because, um, you don't want to can't have to make a fresh meal every single time it comes to eating, particularly if you eat two or three times a day. Um, juices and smoothies, they do stay in gla airtight glass containers really well for sort of three to four days. Yep. So using things like lemon, lime, you know, fresh or, or essential oils helps to naturally preserve those drinks. So mm. you can actually make them up in advance and you can have some little glass jars of smoothies or juices in your fridge so that for the next three or four days, you know, you've got juices and smoothies to start your day. And then you don't even have to think about it again. And totally. so that's what help really helps people um, when they're trying to, you know, implement a healthier lifestyle is just being pre-planned, pre-organized and having things ready for you. And it does get easier. Like when I um, first, I've stayed with Dana a little bit over the last month because she was so kind and generous and didn't get sick of me. Well, so she says, but um, <laughs> no, at the start I would be like, oh my gosh, what are all the ingredients that she's using? And by the end I was able to walk away with a couple of recipes that I've made in my new home. And um, 
it's because now I have the confidence to be like, oh yeah, like I know three quarters of that recipe, so I'll just do it. And things are harder when we don't know, right? So repetition and preparation. Yeah, and that's it. Like it's the first time is always the hardest. But once we've done it once and we see how easy it is, the next time isn't that hard. And then, you know, once we've done it a few times through, we literally just have that in our memory bank, yeah. you know? So um, the hardest time is, the, I mean, sorry, the first time is always the hardest. Yeah. Um, and it does get easier. <laughs> yeah, cool. So can you talk to me about um, DIY products? I know they're um, a big part of your repertoire when it comes to helping people make sure they're not putting toxins in outside of their food. Um, what are all the different products that you make DIY? Because I was, you know, really surprised that um, some of the things I just wouldn't have thought to make, you know? Yeah. Well, when I was um, doing my own research and self-study as a kid, like what I was doing was looking into toxins and the ingredients and everything that was pre-made. And I, was actually just like reading about what they do to our body. And I was learning that lots of them were chemicals. They were man-made toxins. They were synthetic. And that they actually, over time, had an adverse effect on our cellular function. And so I was like, what on earth are we doing, thinking that it's okay to be using all these toxins throughout our home and in our every part of our life and just nobody even bats an eyelid? And so what I started doing is just thinking like, well, how can I recreate my own? So I literally don't have anything in the home anymore that is a toxin um, because I just have worked out a way to make it. So when the, you know, I make my own um, laundry detergent, my own dishwashing tablets, my own laundry, um, sorry, dishwashing liquid, um, my own body scrub, my own dishwashing liquid, uh, sorry, my own um, scrubs and body wash. And yeah, I mean, everything that we need, like I don't body have, yeah. yeah, my body butter for the moisturizer. I don't need, I make my own healing serum as a skin oil. Um, yeah, I just, that's all I need really, you know, yeah. and sort of what's I, what I was learning and there's just so many million products out there we just don't need like it's just consumerism like we've been led to believe that we need this for this and this one cleans the toilet and this one cleans the wall near the toilet and this one cleans the floor (laughs) of the toilet and then that one cleans outside the toilet door and by the end of it people have got three thousand bloody chemical cleaners and they're just it's just wild you know i even read on the back of like the um at the supermarket one day, I was just having a look and I always like reading and knowing. And um, I was reading the back of like a um, shower cleaner. And it was like, do not use, uh, always use in a ventilated space. And I was like, some people have these tiny little square showers that don't have any aeration. They're spraying in there and they're scrubbing and they're breathing it all in. And yeah, it's, it yeah. says on there that it's highly toxic. Yeah. That causes respiratory conditions and it's, it's damaging for the lungs and then people wonder why and how they're potentially not feeling their best you know yeah we're just not you know we're we're not we're not led to think about these things because we just well personally my belief is you wouldn't think they would sell you something that was bad for you right you know we're all i think generally we're caring people and we look out for the best in our friends and family so why would big companies be selling us what's not good for us but you know, that was a bit of an awakening. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. That's right. And I mean, when I realized what they, what the ingredients were and I realized that what it did over time is it weakened our immune system. It made us sick. It just caused us to be like old people are these days completely deteriorated because they've slowly been poisoned through the food, the toxins and every part of our life. And so that's when, I decided that I would try and live another way. So, yeah. I mean, it's only it's only getting harder just at the moment with kind of you know like the freak, um, the freak virus, and you know everyone feeling even more so now that they need hand sanitizers and toxic sprays. But I think you know more and more people are waking up to what's really going on there as well. So, it's only a matter of time, I believe. Yeah. 
essential oils how did you get into them and what do you use them for <laughs> tell me i know this could this is endless right but yeah just jam on essential oils for me well yeah i mean it was when i started doing all this research when i was young that i started learning about fragrances and how fragrance as a um an ingredient it's actually just a name for up to hundreds of different chemical compounds and and synthetic ingredients it's not yeah. even one thing and so they can just make whatever they want to smell out of anything they want which when we're breathing into our lungs which is actually one of our main detoxification systems within the body we're actually essentially making ourselves toxic and so when I started learning about all of this I was like what on earth is going on and I said, surely there must be something else. And that's when, obviously, in all my natural research, I found essential oils were plant, natural plant-based extracts and had incredible properties um, that they were then trying to recreate with toxic poison. And it wasn't, it was probably about, I don't know, like seven years ago now I was at the markets and I saw a lady selling doTERRA essential oils and I'd always heard about essential oils and I bought them here and there at health food shops or from organic suppliers and stuff. But um, yeah, and then I saw this lady and she was selling doTERRA oils and I went up and I was like, oh, wow, I've been looking for essential oils. And she was like, oh, these ones are the best and, you know, this and that. And I smelt them and I was like, wow, these are amazing. So I bought um, a kit there on the spot and I took them, well, she got them sent to me and um, never heard from her again. So I just went, took it on my own accord to learn about them and how to use them and so on and so forth. And so I just started using them for absolutely everything and anything. So, um, you know, anytime I had an issue or something, you know, like a sore knee or um, I did a lot of triathlons and running back in the day. One day I had a really swollen foot. So like instead of using any sort of pharmaceutical drugs, I would look for natural essential oils that could potentially support me. And um, yeah, I was just amazed at what they could do. So then I saw all these recipes um, or what I was doing is I was learning about what the constitutes of each ingredient in the toxic product was for. So whether it was for a disinfectant or whether it was a sudding agent or whether it was a, you know, cleaning, had cleaning properties or whether, you know, and so I was just trying to find natural alternatives to all of that. And then obviously we love things to smell good. So I was using the essential oils and all my DIY products for, for those properties. So things like your herby oils, like um, basil and rosemary and thyme and oregano, those Sorts of things have really amazing antibacterial, antifungal, antiseptic, um, antiviral, I probably said that, um, immune boosting and supporting properties, which are really, really incredible um, to naturally support our own body. Mm. Um, you know, when we're using a reputable brand, I myself do use doTERRA. However, um, you know, there's a couple of other good companies out there. Um, you know, you know that you can use them on your skin and you're not adding toxins to the body. Because the thing is, there's actually no, um, there's no regulation on essential oils. So if yes. you just buy them from down at the local corner store or your health food store or anything like that, they can be cut or they can have other things with them, which is absolutely fine. But those other things may not be natural oils or natural ingredients. They may slip a filler in there or something that's synthetic. And I don't like that sort of thing. I don't like putting yeah. anything on or near my body that is going to cause damage to my body. So, yeah. so yeah, that's, that's how I do it. And, you know, your citrus oils are amazing for cutting through grease, like grapefruit, lemon, lime, tangerine, citrus bliss, all of these things, amazing for cutting through grease, breaking down fats, um, you know, adding that shine to our dishes and those sorts of things. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Um, So, yeah. So, know, breaking down yeah. fat's good to drop in your water, like for um, detoxing your body as well as cleaning? Absolutely. You know, they can, they're 
um, they are said to be used um, internally. They're perfectly safe. Um, I mean, I've as, only as long as they're pure, disclaimer, pure, exactly. do your research. <laughs> yeah, so you just need to make sure you know exactly where it's sourced and where it comes from and that they do say on them, take internally. Um, and then, yeah, you know, some people say that you can't. I've been taking them internally for the last seven years and never felt better. But yet, you know, who knows how long you have to go to experiment yes, <laughs> whether or not it's it. going to have an adverse effect. So I'm feeling great and um, I personally have no problems with taking them internally myself. So Yeah. So yeah. we've covered the antibac oils, citrus. What about flowers and trees? You know, well, the um, flower oils and um, those sorts of floral tones are very good for supporting our emotions. Um, they're good for calming the body. They're good for relaxation. They're good for supporting, um, bringing our body back into sort of a natural balance. So they're really nice used in um, our homemade perfumes and our body moisturizers mm -hmm. and our, um, you know, baby, our body wash, things like mm -hmm. that. Um, and then your woody oils or your barks or your roots, those oils are, are known to be very grounding and, um, you know, those earthy tones to be um, very relaxing, to be calming, great for our nervous system, great for grounding. Um, and realistically, you can use these oils however you choose. So yeah. you can put them in a diffuser through the day. You can do an aromatic dressing, which is popping some oils with um, some fractionated coconut oil and just rubbing it, rubbing it all over your body. Yeah. Um, and realist, there actually is no right or wrong. So, I mean, it's just common knowledge that some oils are hot. And if you read the packaging correctly, it will just say on there. Um, always use with a carrier oil or fractionated oil yeah. or something like that. So, um, but you know, once you've used them for a couple of times or whoever shares them with you, they teach you all of this so that you feel really, really confident in using your oils um, for anything and everything. For the yeah. likes of oregano, you know, it is extremely hot and it has been shown to burn people's skin if it's sensitive so if you know you've got sensitive skin then you're going to smell the oils prior to using them and if they are really strong you want to make sure that you use carrier oil on them and then when we look at children we know that their skin's a lot more sensitive to ours it's just common sense therefore they also have a smaller body than us so therefore they're not actually going to need as much oil um so you know just really it, it it's really easy to work with the oils because it's kind of like an innate knowing and just common sense yeah. about how natural things work. Um, and that's something I really feel that's been sort of taken away from us with this whole thing that you're not even allowed to use natural products because they're too dangerous when that's the only thing that was ever used before there was man-made toxic pharmaceutical drugs. So yeah. it's um, an interesting... <laughs> Interesting yeah. world we live in. So a um, little bit of a change of pace. Can you give us your top tips for um, building the immune system? I mean, obviously, given the climate this year, that's a hot topic and there's censorship all over the place. But what are some really basic things that we can do to strengthen our immune system? Absolutely. Well, they say that, um, you know, 80% of our immune system resides in the gut so therefore it's essential that our gut health is optimal and you know you have heard over the time it's sort of phased out a little bit at the moment but gut health and the importance of it and it really is crucial for our well-being so you know some really basic things to understand and to know about how to look after your gut health is to simply feed it nourishing foods Toxins, poisons, numbers, colours, additives, artificial numbers, colours, flavours and anything in a packet actually isn't really designed for the human body. And so those things do affect our gut health. So simply by adding more fruits and vegetables and whole food products to your diet is enough to help supporting, um, to help support the natural or the healthy microbiome in the gut rather than the unhealthy so mm -hmm. once we get the balance 
right in our gut by looking after ourselves and it's really that simple um then that actually naturally boosts our immunity some things that we can do is eat foods like um ginger turmeric lemons limes onion garlic um fruits and vegetables and this is it like you can get caught up on the real specifics but if you're eating more plant-based foods they're really really high in vitamins minerals and enzymes which is essential for good gut health and that's also essential for building our immunity Um, if you want to go a little bit further you can take probiotics to help your gut health as well And then using essential oils on top of all of that is amazing um, to naturally boost our immune system. So things like oregano, which is known to be a natural antibiotic, rolling that on the soles of your feet before you go to bed um, can help to support your body, fight anything that may be going on. Um, There's other oils that you can combine to do the same thing. Um, or if you're actually even experiencing anything, um, you can make a strong immune blend and up your fruit juices and your lemon tea and your ginger tea and all those sorts of things um, to help support your immunity in the moment. So, Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And can you talk so to me what... about the importance of um, the quality of the water we drink as well? Sorry, I don't know if you'd quite finished there, but I'd love you to talk water after you have. <laughs> Yeah, no, that was that was it. Um, yeah, yeah. So, like I was saying before, with toxins, as, as I was learning about the toxins in food, the toxins in cleaning products, the toxins, and I started discovering they weren't really good for me. I then discovered that they added fluoride and that they added chlorine to our water. And again, when I look deeper into those two things, they're actually a toxin. I mean, they have, both have great purposes to kill any like act like a disinfectant to kill any bugs and fluoride to make the teeth strong. However, they're both toxic poisons and things don't go well in our body. So I automatically, it made common, it was common sense to me that we really shouldn't be consuming tap water. So, um, you know, there's plenty of amazing filters out there these days. And I mean, you know, there's great benefits to the age we live in and not, um, that there is a huge range of um, filters that remove fluoride, remove chlorine, remove heavy metals, remove any viruses and bacteria and anything that's in the water so that you actually can purify the tap water yourself. Um, and, you know, I know that even at markets and things like that, you can actually buy spring water and big 15-litre jugs and things like that. So... Yeah, we have got access to filtered water and I truly believe that it's absolutely essential. Like I use this analogy like looking at our body like a, a pond, you know, the pond in the middle of the paddock, if it hasn't rained for weeks, it starts to dry up, it starts to, you know, grow algae and bacteria and viruses and things don't look too healthy in there. Once it rains and it fills up again, it sort of replenishes the stores and it's it looks like you could somewhat use that water. It's exactly like our body. If we're not drinking enough water every single day, we start to dry up. We start to um, get dehydrated. We're not functioning as optimally. Our brain, um, we get lethargic, all of these sorts of things. So it's absolutely essential that we're replenishing our body's um, hydration stores with a really good quality water um, and that, I believe, attributes to us feeling our best as well. Amazing. I would love to ask you if you'd be open to sharing one or two stories of friends or um, clients who've really had an inspirational transformation um, once they've changed their approach to health. And I say this with caution because everyone's journey is different and, you know, this is not to claim um, that this will heal anyone else. But, you know, to get started on this journey, it does take commitment and dedication because you're creating new habits. So I would love a little bit of inspiration if you have something to share with us um, of people who've really found that journey and transformation worthwhile. Well, yeah, like I was saying, I run a detox group to support people to understand the phases of detoxification and then work together with other people 
to achieve whatever that I desire. And so I've had a lot of people come into this group suffering from various things like vertigo, um, you know, where sometimes they can't even get out of bed without feeling dizzy and falling over. So, you know, I mean, my, my beliefs after everything that I've spent my life learning and researching is, is that, you know, if, if our body is toxic, we're going to be displaying signs and symptoms of illness. If we're functioning and we're healthy and we're well, then there's just no, no way we can. I mean, I've been practicing this, like I said, for the 18 years and I always feel really, really great. So, um, yeah, so I've had clients come in, for example, and all we've done is slowly worked at their level because I just, I'm not somebody that believes that, you know, you should instantly jump into a water fast unless that's what your body's literally saying to you, you know, then sure, get somebody to support you through that. But like, you know, if a client comes to me, I wouldn't initially say straight up, okay, let's do a water fast first of all, because I have no idea where their body is at and what's led them to get to this position they're in right here. And so I believe the safest way is to work through. So for example, a client that came in with vertigo, you know, she was highly stressed at her job. She never really ate well. She never barely drank any water you know so just working together to to base to do some really basic things in her life and actually take a couple of weeks off work and just fully relax and do nothing so that her body could heal and her she completely changed she was able to get back to work she felt so much better um and so it was just amazing and then you know of late i've just had another example of you know my dad who has had a little skin cancer on his lip for however long, you know, and after a biopsy saying that that's what it is, you know, the initial, the initial answer is just to get it cut out straight away. But that's not my understanding. It's like if we've created a tumor within the body, then we can literally heal it by changing what we do to get there. And so dad has a big believer in that. And so maybe that's where I've also got it from is my parents. Um, so I've been supporting dad through this. And, you know, like, it's just amazing talking to him, you know, about this and stuff. He's like, you know, Dana, it takes a lot of time to commit to yourself in this journey. I said, I know dad, and this is why people don't do it. You know, it takes a lot of time juicing and preparing healthy meals and actually genuinely looking after yourself. And so this is, I believe, how we get to the trouble we're in in the first place is mm. that everything else takes priority over mm. our health. Yeah. And so therefore, we end up in these situations where our body's literally saying to us, you don't stop, rest, rejuvenate, then I'm just going to get sick and die. <laughs> Not really, but... Well, it, tries to, it talks to you. Your body talks. Well, it does. And, yeah, um, yeah so since this time, Dad's lip has is the thing's fallen off. Oh, wow. um, he hasn't yet had anything cut off. He wow. is committed to his own healing journey, and he's doing everything that he can, and he chooses um, with my support and so he's doing amazing things so right now right here he's not getting anything cut off the actual lip has changed the whole thing is now not inflamed like just in two weeks i said you know after two weeks of him cutting back on coffee alcohol giving up meat didn't really have any dairy reducing all inflammatory foods just focusing on his um you know lemon water in the morning juices smoothies way more fresh food um he said two weeks the the inflammation in the lip had just dramatically decreased mm. so it's just it's just so fast how you it's, know, it's how really great because you know if somebody decides okay i'm ready and they're going to make the jump and really go all in it's really when you start to feel better it inspires you to keep going so it's really um heartening that the changes do occur so quickly and it, it keeps you motivated and you know once you see the change you want to keep going exactly 
And I mean, those changes happen really fast. Like, I mean, you know, if you find out that you're sick, it's not, you haven't just got sick overnight. It's you've been sick for years, you know, like I'm thinking, I'm talking cancer or heart disease or these sorts of things. Like if you find out you've got something like that going on, it didn't just happen last night in your sleep. It was being created over years and years of your lifestyle. And so when we understand that, it makes it really simple for us to understand that if we completely change our lifestyle to a regenerative way of life, free from any toxins and poisons or anything that could continue to harm us, then we literally stop that damage in its tracks and we start a new way of living. Um, and when we understand that power, it's, you know, we're really capable of anything. But it's just having that true belief and that understanding um, of our amazing body. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So I would love to um, recap on where people can find you. If they're lucky enough to be based around the Gold Coast or Brisbane, they could start eating your food. But um. Yeah, do you want to just share with us Pachiyama, um, your Instagram handle and maybe that detox group that you do have that people can join? Fantastic. So, yeah, so I started Pachiyama last year, just over a year ago, and it's a um, plant-based whole food delivery service or you can pick up fresh meals um, on the Gold Coast and Brisbane. And so the whole idea of that is just providing a service where people can eat all the food that I've been conditioned to believe and like and enjoy, but it's actually made out of only whole ingredients that we recreate into that meal um, so that we know that every single thing that actually goes in there is going to be regenerative to the human body. And so, um, I mean, I truly live my passion and I could never possibly... um, downgrade the quality of food and um so yeah i've just made it my business to be able to provide the best quality food to those that um you know choose to eat this way or have something that would they would like to heal so that is pachiyama you can find us on facebook and instagram at p-a-c-h-a yama y-u-m-m-a g-c which stands for gold coast at gmail.com oh that's the email yeah that's the instagram and that's the facebook Mm -hmm. and um i also um yeah like i was talking about is my private facebook uh sorry detox group is on facebook at the moment so if you are looking for some support in detoxifying your body um it's more of a lifestyle so I don't really promote quick fixes or anything like that but more of a way of um, creating a lifestyle and making healthier choices moving forward every day of your life so if you are interested in um, joining us for that then please contact me and then I also have my um, Facebook and Instagram my personal account which is just Dana um, P Williams on Facebook and Dana Rainbow Williams on Instagram so um, I will have my Facebook, I mean, my website set up very soon where you can learn more about everything that I love and want to share with the world. And that will be through patchyamagc.com.au. So that's where you can find me. Amazing. And oh, if you are in the vicinity that you can order some of this food, take my word it is amazing when you say recreating the favorites we're talking like green curries um lasagnas shepherd's pie one pot wonders perfect for winter and then you change the menu every three weeks so once summer comes around they tailor it more it's all seasonal um yeah really really phenomenal food well thank you so 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 much dana for joining me the savo and um just jamming out on all the things that you're so passionate about. You know, I've learned so much through being in your presence and observing you in your natural habitat. Um, And you're just so generous. You know, you would take the time to share your knowledge with anyone or if somebody has something that they're presenting with, she'll take the time to really understand what's going on for you. If you really, if you're ready for the advice, you know, she's there to help and guide you and, offer the support so 
Um, I just want to thank you for being such a bright light in this um, in this world for us and um, for dedicating your life to helping us in this way. My absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for being with me today, guys. I'm so grateful and I hope that you learned something new. Please feel free to pass the episode on to family, friends, colleagues, anyone you think that would really enjoy and benefit from the information. And if you so feel called, I would love for you to subscribe and leave an honest and heartfelt review. As I've learned, it helps me reach more people and I'm really just all about reaching the right people. So have a wonderful day and can't wait to see you next time.